Welcome to the Revenue Marketing Report powered by CaliberMind. This is the podcast for B2B marketers trying to up-level to executive management. Today, I am your host once again, Kamala Thompson, and I am joined by Monique Olin. Monique, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, As you mentioned, I'm Monique. I am the founder of Pivotal Pitch. It is a firm under which I do fractional chief marketing officer, advisor, and growth marketing consulting work. Um, I've been in the B2B marketing space for pretty much all of my career, which is leading up to over 15, nearly 17 years. Um, And of course, because of those years, I've developed my career alongside that digital marketing era and its evolution. So I've had this beautiful opportunity to blend a like lifelong love of artistry and creativity with a interest and obviously now a career path that develops around numbers and data and insights. And that's ultimately led to this beautiful place we're at, especially today in marketing, where we're balancing between a data-driven, you know, revenue gold marketing team that also needs to learn how to lean into that understanding of the nuances of creative messaging, you know, content marketing, the power of design, the power of positioning and and the like. So um, that's definitely been a, a huge shaping of where I've kind of found myself today. And that is a perfect uh, background for why I asked you to speak about this particular topic, which is why numbers aren't enough and why d- data storytelling is such an important thing because there's a lot of research that tells us CEOs don't trust us, CFOs don't trust us, and they want us to become more data-driven. However, as somebody who's extremely data-driven, I've seen a lot of opposite behavior. So maybe you can go into what you're seeing yeah, I think there's a, a lot of layers to that. And probably the, the first layer is just understanding the complexity around how much data there really is now. Um, and sure, we can talk about, and maybe that's another podcast topic on where we're losing some of that data and what that means. But at this point, when it comes to marketing, there's so many different layers of what amount of data we have available to us. And what's absolutely essential is understanding what data really matters to who And not just like what data, but create this opportunity for people to understand why it matters to them and and then why should they even care. So that really comes back to like data is nice, but the story that you put around it or or what I keep kind of hinting at is for, you know, data marketers, maybe we say context is king for them, is putting context around the data that you are presenting, being very strategic about what that data is and how you share it and putting that story around it is ultimately going to make it resonate and actually make it something that a decision can be made off of. Right. And I think that helps explain some of the behavior I've seen. So I've worked with some very rational data-driven people who still, if the numbers don't align with what they're feeling and the pain points they see it's going to be a much harder sell, even though the numbers are the numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's, there's, that's kind of two complexities of storytelling. There's, there's a storytelling of how do you present it? There's the story that the data is telling you. Um, And that's definitely, you can't force a story out of the numbers. You have to be able to contextualize it, understand what it's telling you. Um, At what point is it telling you something that's actionable for you or is an actionable up? Um, yeah. Yeah. But. What I really liked where you were going was what information we have. There's so much of it. Some's missing. Let's 
let's start with what we should be including at the executive level specifically, because I think that looks very, very different than where a team meeting should start. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I, I like to talk about the metrics that matter. And when you're talking with an executive leader, the metrics that are going to matter to them are going to be a little bit more oriented around ultimately where's the growth and where's the revenue. Um, that's where you're going to want to relay. Now you can always have backup data and layers down. So I personally, when I work with marketing teams, I like to break them out into these categories. There's the kind of overarching revenue um, big picture. Within that, I do have like the pipeline and those kind of understandings of what's happening in the journey of your customer, their operational journey, which I'll separate from a buyer journey <laughs> we can come back to. But um, that operational journey, the pipeline, and what does that look like? There's the next layer down, which I then go to, which is more like the integrated campaign view, which is how can we look at these multiple things we do against this one particular goal or theme? And, and then how does the data tell a story there? And then you're going to get into the nuances of the very particular channels, tactics, and that kind of like. And, and that's where you kind of see the, the different layers of also who's involved, right? If you're going to go to a meeting with your CEO and you're going to start to talk to them about your email open rate, you're not going to get that far. Um, ultimately, what they're going to care about most is going to be those top numbers. You should be prepared to talk about the performance of a campaign level too, because that is what you're doing as a marketing team. But then when you're in your team and working through like, where do we find opportunities to improve? Where do we, where did something go wrong? And can we assess what happened? Um, those times that you do retros, those should be able to go across all the layers and give you that opportunity to get into the weeds. There are so many things I loved about what you just said, but let's start at the beginning, really. What I want to emphasize here is you're just doing what I wish a lot of first-time leaders understood, and you're leading with what the board and the executive team care about the most. And I also loved what you said as you start with the high-level revenue numbers. Even if you don't have this really detailed attribution picture and can explain all the pieces, you're acknowledging where we are. And I think that's a step we can't skip. I wanted to frame a question there, but I just kind of made a statement. Have you seen other leaders start with initiatives instead of revenue? Is, is that part of yeah. thing you've had to do? I mean, I've been in those shoes too, right? Because I mm -hmm. do work with a couple different companies and sometimes they'll come in and they have particular things they want to tackle. And it is it is an adventure to try to pull backwards into understanding in order to make that happen. There's a couple other things in place or that need to be put in place to, to actually make that understood, impactful for the business, or did we even really assess its impact um, to make it a priority? And so... I, I think that's a challenge for a lot of leaders and, and maybe this is a skill gap too. And, and I've seen this a lot recently in, in LinkedIn and a couple communities, the conversations around how many people are new into a marketing leadership role, even at like director or anything above that and realizing the skill gap that may not have been communicated to them in their rising years of how much of it is um, executive communications or understanding how to market your marketing. I think that's an important kind of point to make is we're all kind of in this place where some businesses are still trying to figure out how to get to being revenue driven as a marketing team. Um, 
it is something that has been heavily influenced by our ability to get to data. We may have an entire conversation around attribution struggles that now make it a little bit harder to play that foot at the table. And how do you actually interpret the data around particular things that can't be measured in order to get to that? Um, but yeah, that's it's a transition stage that you have to have also a mindset shift with your CEO on yeah. understanding marketing and its impact to business. Yeah. Completely agree. And I think it's hard for um, CFOs, people with an accounting background, even with a highly technical background where they think they know what should be possible, but often isn't. Um, the expectations are, I had people come to me and say, for every dollar I put into this channel, how many do I get out? And I'm like, well, you're talking about millions of interactions that, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can give you an estimate, um, but where I was going with that was it's it's art and science still, but what I liked about how you structured your conversation was you're starting with the area they care the most about. And I think marketers are so good at figuring out personas and their pain points. You need to do the same thing with the executive team to be able to communicate with them, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, not every person's going to understand the jargon we use, and they shouldn't. Um, it's called jargon for a reason. There's the story that they care about at that level really is ultimately what is working to grow the business. Part of that growth is driving towards revenue. Now, there's going to be some story that also needs to be set around what else is growing to eventually lead to that revenue. And I think this is where um, the topic around trying to figure out data against the buyer journey, a journey that is so gray and so obscured from us as brands. So as the brand themselves not owning most of that journey, um, the obscurity that happens in those early stages, how do you how do you track things there? How do you tell the story of understanding this thing that we're doing or these multiple things that we're doing are serving towards that greater growth. So I, I kind of emphasize that need to understand, yes, you're going to track against revenue. I'm a big fan of the custom, I'm going to put in air quotes, you know, funnel or pipeline for businesses and understanding that nuance and reporting correctly to that. If you're going to try to force a old school model there or trying to force like what you think is industry standard, it may not pan out well for your ultimate understanding of how your revenue works. Um, but really getting that cleared out across all leadership and all departments, being able to tell the story of marketing's impact there. We own so much of what our buyers go through pre-sales engagement and post. Um, I, I feel like we still to, to today underestimate the value of marketing in the, in the customer journey post-sale. Um, and especially when it's like a fight to get in front of people's, um, you know, thoughts uh, today in, in marketing and B2B. Um, if you already have traction as a customer, don't lose that. Oh, totally agree. And I think as marketers, we have to take the responsibility of learning more about how pipeline works, deal velocity, how long it takes to close because that's the only way we're going to be able to understand what we can and can't impact. So if I understand our average sales cycle is six months, I can't do anything about missing pipeline generation this quarter, but I can next quarter. I can get a good head start. It's just really important that we stick our nose into the sales side of the things as 
as much as we can to understand what works when. And I'd even emphasize on the back of that is if you and the sales leader are not like friends, <laughs> um, yeah. that should be a thing for 2024 for you. Um, it, the lines of sales and marketing are so blurred today, right? Like yeah. marketing's so much in the sales process. The numbers keep changing depending on who's reporting it right now. But what is it? 3% we usually say are even privy or, or ready for brand sales engagement or anything like that. Um, th so much is owned in that kind of prepping them to sales readiness and marketing. At the same time, there are some really smart salespeople out there that are really getting their hands dirty in the marketing side. And if your company is still siloed in any way there where you're not aligned against the same goals and not working together, that's something to definitely break this year. It's just not going to support any level of sustainable growth going forward. But if you have that opportunity to get so much more hand in hand and more in sync into this year, and that'll give you that opportunity to have the right story around revenue um, in alignment with sales. I think sounds better when marketing and sales are at the table saying the same thing in alignment and in agreement. You know, the worst thing you could do is not have that in sync and come to the table with, you know, the rest of your leaders talking about a story you're trying to tell around the data and sales is saying, that's not what we see. And we're still talking about alignment in 2024 because most organizations self-report not being aligned. Yeah. So it's still a problem. Monique, thank you so much for speaking with me on this topic. I can't wait until tomorrow's topic, which is about risk-taking as a CMO. It's going to be exciting. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to the Revenue Marketing Report. Please tell two friends, subscribe, download, whatever you can helps. And for those of you looking for more great content like this, check out caliberbine.com.